we're the legends of the stoop. We're here to advocate, stoop. educate, and inspire society. Stoop. Coming at you live from the south side. Welcome back to Legends of the Stoop. I am your host, Mike Pernice. I know we have taken some time off, but I promise you it was for a good reason. I will be coming out with some details periodically over the next couple months about where this business is taking a turn. So today joining me in my new studio over at my girlfriend's house. Thank you. Shout out to her uh, for giving me the space to continue to do what I love to do. And that is have my friends on to talk about their music, their businesses, all their career ambitions. Today, stopping by the stoop at the new location is none other than my best friend who I started this journey with, Colby Dotwave. Yes, sir. <laughs> What's up, brother? Welcome, brother. I'm glad to be here, man. Been a minute. Yeah, yeah, for real. It's been uh, over a full year now since since you launched with the, mm -hmm. the failed disco. <laughs> <laughs> what a memory that was. Jeez. Dude, all that hype. I know, man. All for it to it just come been, crashing. Well, hey, now yeah. we're here because of it. So this is very true. It wasn't a waste. Yeah. No, it was not. Every journey has a starting point. Some better true. than others. This is, this is true. <laughs> we had a hurdle to overcome early, yeah. but you know, we're we here now. Back recently too. Yeah. Talk about B sides and all that. Yeah. Yeah. He's killing it, man. He's out here really doing it. I'm proud of that dude. I mean, half my wardrobe is now B side. Yeah, so. for real. I, I, that's definitely, <laughs> I'm not going to, to the mall or any of that shit anymore. It is B sides only, baby. Yeah. The, there's a him and uh Annika, or as most of you know her as Ooh Baby, are really going to be what I think is the forefront of what is coming for Millville. Dude, yeah, Millville is going to explode. Yeah. It's, we were talking about, I think uh, Alec actually just bought a house across really? the street from okay. the shop. Awesome. Yeah. And he, uh, I forget exactly what like the price point was, but it was like dirt cheap for city yeah. property. And, right. Uh, yeah, man, that's, I mean, that's the hope is that it's going to blow up and he's going to have his shop there and he's going to own property and Dude's gonna be set. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. It's definitely gonna come up. Yeah. I mean, he deserves it. He puts a lot of hard work in. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Just like you have with this new album coming out this week. <sighs> yeah. Oh man. It was a lot. It was a lot. I didn't know what I was getting into. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a year ago or so, like when quarantine started, I kind of uh had a couple of tracks. My my thing in the past has been just little EPs and yeah. stuff. I've done a couple of like four or five track EPs. Right. And um, I had a little handful of tracks and I was like, I'm just going to do another EP. This was like back in last February or March-ish. Okay. And um, then when quarantine started, I had not like made a plan to release it or anything. I was just sitting on this music and because I had so much free time, I was just making song after song after song and it was like every track was blowing my mind more than the last one right so i just decided that i was gonna um put it all to the side and try to make like a full-length project because hey what's up <laughs> <laughs> um i had never done that before and that's actually this has been something that i've been thinking about since i was like fully um 15 or 16 years old that's as soon as i realized that i wanted to pursue music the the goal has always been a, a real like feature length album right so i remember telling people like back in march or april whatever like yeah man i'm gonna make an album or whatever and people be like oh cool when's it coming out and i would just say whatever i don't know, we'll see. <laughs> you know? Yeah. and now here we are a full year well, later and it was yeah it took a lot longer than i thought i was <laughs> i mean i remember we were talking about it um wasn't it originally supposed to be like around halloween or like november or um, something like dude, that i've had like five different yeah. <laughs> well the first one the very original one was going to be on my birthday yeah i but do then, remember that yeah yeah uh most of my which is in july most of my uh um plans for that fell through because quarantine was so like you know it was hard on everyone's mental right. so i just was trying to power through that instead of putting extra shit on my plate but then the next one was going to be like early fall. Mm -hmm. But then around that same time, rain started showing me clips of Love on Highland and then yeah. was telling me about how he wanted to 
bring me on for that project. So I put my own shit on halt just cause like, I didn't even do that much work for Love on Highland. I did the two tracks, Introvert and Bliss, yeah. which are still two of my favorite tracks I've ever made. And he absolutely fucking killed them. That album is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Introvert is unreal. Dude's getting some airplane out too. I you heard. Yeah, I it's heard. It's getting in rotation That's a little awesome. bit. That's yeah. awesome. I'm so happy for it. I'm so I, happy for the both of you. Fingers crossed, man. Let me see where it's at now. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I, I put my own shit on hold. Yeah. Not even just because I needed to, um, but I didn't want our release dates to clash, clash or anything yeah. like that. Like, he's the fucking homie. Not We're only that. Like 20K here, bud. Yeah, hell yeah. Not only that, honestly, I think this is the perfect time to release your album just based off of its, like, theme, the energy that it brings. Yeah um like as we're heading into like you know spring just starting i mean we yeah, just did I, tell you? Did I tell you that already what that's why i chose this this date because the 20th is the first day of spring yeah and this the sound of this album is like uh, like almost the same kind of vibe as like i i don't want to compare myself too much but like my favorite album ever was good morning by yeah. mac yeah good am yeah because uh that's what that theme is is like good morning start something new opening new doors kinds of shit right and that's what this makes me feel yeah and i uh so that led me back to the next release date that i was going to do after rain's project was going to be in january but january was just like so depressing (laughs) (laughs) i just wanted to power through it and uh a lot of the album is very like sunshiny yeah good good mood kind of music and i thought it would have been killed before it even launched if i had released it during like shitty depressing january february you know yeah so that's yeah march 20th was like 100 percent the day first day of spring symbolic it's also reg's birthday shout out to the homie shout out <laughs> <laughs> old man yeah, for real. <laughs> but no uh like i think it was a great choice like i said just the energy of this album brings and just the theme that like kind of i get from it of this like this journeyman of the soul just like starting a little bit with translucent and then where you end up all the way at mohav just like Mojave. Or Mojave, yeah, yeah. Like the desert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. English guy over here. Um, but Mojave, just like, where where you go, and like I said, like, cha- or uh, guesses, I keep calling it changes. Um, guesses just takes what your, what, what everything that you embody, in my opinion, is, can be summed up with that song. Oh, yeah. Because you your style is so unique and that you have this ability to be so fluid with it and just create so many different experiences is just very in this album as a whole like i remember we talked about at one point of maybe not even doing it as an album yeah and just because you were like you know it's kind of all over the place but in my opinion i think i even argued with you back then was well, dude, like that's kind of you and your yeah. style is the fact that like you can go all over the place. Yeah, and it's crazy that it went from that all over the place kind of scatterbrained mess almost to yeah. like the final eight tracks that I decided on became like really fluid. Yeah, they I are agree. all super different. They're all kind of representative of even different subgenres of electronic music. No yeah. two tracks are the same. Right, but they all just like it just happened that it all flowed together, which is awesome. And that's when I really knew that like, this was, uh, you know, like when you're working on a project, you can tend to fall into that perfectionist mindset, right? Where you just want to keep editing it and keep changing stuff and whatever. But once I found this flow, I had to like force myself to pump the brakes and just like, no, this is it right here. Don't ever think it, just do it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I'm glad we came back around to guesses because I wanted to tell this story earlier. So the day that I made Guesses, mm-hmm. which is by far the most summery, good vibe song on the album. It just sounds yeah. like, you know, you're on the beach yeah. playing volleyball with the homies <laughs> or some shit, you know? It just sounds like a, a perfect summer day of where, like, you start off doing one fun thing, then it just goes to another, 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 yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's exactly, just like, exactly. boom, boom, like well, new so experience after new experience. I, that day that I made that song, it was in February... So when like we had just had a few weeks straight of just like cold and clouds and yeah. gray and bullshit. <laughs> and um, I remember I scheduled my appointment with Maria for this tattoo. Yeah, show, show the camera. 
if you can get a good like it looks kind of like shit now but <laughs> it was um, very prominent yeah well I, I just need to get it touched up yeah but um that day i had scheduled it like two weeks ahead of time so i didn't know but that day ended up being like the first beautiful clear sunny day that we had in weeks mm -hmm. so right off the bat my dopamine was through the roof and then my serotonin whatever and um <laughs> i get there and i get this sunshine tattooed on my palm and the, the idea behind this is that like no matter where i'm at i always got a little sunshine with me like no matter how yeah. bad things get you know yeah. okay. um and then i was in the car on the way home just blasting hippie sabotage and they're like you know that guitar yeah. electronic and i was like i really want to make a track that's like along this this type of style and I got home and I was just feeling that vibe so much between the sunshine and a beautiful day. And like Maria was good vibes too. I busted that whole track out from beginning to end in like two hours tops. Just, I found the guitar sample and that was it from there on. I just, mm -hmm. I think I like went back later that night to, to do some mixing and stuff, but yeah. it was just so just fluid. Too, yeah, yeah, such a complete creative flow zone that it was one of those moments where it felt like it was coming to me rather mm -hmm. than me, like trying to make something or forcing myself to do something, you know? Right. So. Yeah. Now, how many songs did you create in total during this process? And then like, how did you then go about like in, in a better, in a lack of term, like cutting the fat basically right, right. down Same to the down. eight final tracks that we have here. So that's the thing, man, is like I said earlier, it was a constantly evolving thing um the original ep that i had back last year that i thought i was going to release mm -hmm. none of those songs are even on here because it's really? all like it evolved <laughs> so much yeah, yeah i probably ended up in total making between like like somewhere between the 15 to 20 range okay and um yeah that's why it was it was kind of all over the place there were a bunch of tracks that i just uh like me and rain worked on some stuff that i mean we're still sitting on and um you know a couple other the homies but yeah i don't know it got to a point where i just wanted to i wanted it to sound cohesive so that's i think i remember when i texted you that that it sounded all over the place is when i started like kicking a kicking. lot of those tracks yeah and um yeah, so the even dude, even just a month ago, I was taking tracks that I thought were going to be on the final draft and mm -hmm. replacing them with like older songs that I made in the beginning of quarantine and even one song that I made like last year because it just fits so well. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's so it, I knew that it was going to be eight to 10 tracks the whole time, but I had made about 15 or 20 just in the process of trying to figure out what the sound was yeah and where yeah. it was where i wanted it to go so that. when when you get to creating are you just diving in and then or do you sit down and like kind of like plan out like a theme or like no, a I, message that you're trying to get across or do you just kind of just get into it and see what the tracks do and then go from I, there uh, i i've had this exact conversation with rain because my thing is i'm a very experimental creative that's why yeah all my songs sound different because I never have any idea what the fuck I'm going to do. <laughs> I just like go into it and, um, you know, I just, I'm not even that traditionally trained in music. Like I can't yeah. read music and I can't, if you were to tell me to play a C on a piano, I would have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Right. But then I can sit down and just freestyle on the piano because I know how it sounds to my ear. Right. So all of my creativity is pure experimentation mm -hmm. always and um if i get into a space or a zone where i'm like supposed to create something like if i'm linking with a, a rapper or singer that has a very specific sound in mind yeah. i get like anxious and nervous because i don't even know if i can do that you know right. i just yeah. like everything that i've ever made has just come from like oh this sounds cool what if i did this uh, maybe not maybe delete the whole thing maybe try to this you know like, <laughs> yeah so yeah I, i'm not there are a, a vast majority of the producers that i know i'm not gonna name any names or anything in this whole interview but are <laughs> formula producers and yeah there's nothing wrong with that no right but uh no i'm just complete wing it 
I cannot stick to the formula for my life. Yeah, and it's definitely not for everyone. And then, like, the whole purpose behind creativity is building your own way to do things. Exactly. You know, so it's like, for me, like, I'm very, like, you know me, I'm very formula. I'm very step yeah. by step by step by yeah. step. Which oh, is, <laughs> you know, when it comes to creating, that's why sometimes I hit those roadblocks and then I'm sitting here like, all right. And then, then you got to rely on instinct. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then that's also why I reach out to like you so much too and like get your input is because like you provide a completely different way of looking at things. Yeah, it's the left versus the right. Right. Or what's the, the left brain is the. The, le- the left side brain is like you're very um it's like the engineering methodic step by step right and then right side is the full creativity yeah and it's like cool because like i have the ability to do both however it's like sometimes the right side of the brain gets blocked by the left side and vice versa oh yeah absolutely you know that's a a big thing that a lot of people underappreciate when you're in the creative zone is taking a break taking space or getting a new set of ears on it or something. Yeah. You know, I can spend, I'll spend hours creating something through experimentation. And that's usually when I'll come up with like the bodies of the track, you know, yeah. like what the, uh, I guess like the music theory side of it is going to be. Mm-hmm. And then I'll take a break, step back, think about it, you know, let it like, let it resonate in my head. And when I come back and I have to start doing the, arranging and the mixing and stuff that's when you have to look at it from the more engineering like right. musical software type of shit side you know what i mean right. so yeah taking a break helps tremendously yeah i think that's that's definitely something that i've worked on is like i mean just right now i mean i haven't posted an episode in probably two months yeah and i mean a lot of it was just because i had I got into the student teaching, you know, I'm working 50 hours a week. Yeah. Then I was taking two um, accelerated courses on top of it. So I'm taking a 16 week course in eight weeks. So I'm taking two of those. And it was just like, I'm so overwhelmed and I want to make sure that I'm performing at peak ability at the internship right now yeah. with student teaching, because I mean, I would love to walk out of there with a job opportunity, you know, right. even though that's not exactly where I want to go at this point in my life, as we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm um but like obviously like that's my focus right now it's like my degrees right now are coming first because if i don't get those i'm not going to be able to go where i want to go right now so it's like i had to shift that focus for a moment um but taking a break definitely helped with this because it allowed me to just like think behind the scenes all right what needs done what do i need to get like i have to get contracts put in place like there's a lot of back-end stuff yeah that i realized that like hey if you want to be actually official and start like being a profitable, like over the next year here, like there's back end yeah, work that like needs addressed. This, this and right. This, yeah. It's like then, time to it's it's time to stop with the content. You have enough out there right yeah. now where like if you take a month two off, it's not like your following ship's gonna dip to where no, it's not yeah, recoverable. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like so that's why I was like it's okay. We can take a break. Like, right. it's all right. Yeah. You're I mean, okay. You appreciate it so much more when you do get back to creating. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've missed like having this, uh, like having people come by. I mean, with you, it's different because we know each other, but I miss like the times when it's, yeah. I don't even know the person Complete other than from the, from the DM. Yeah. yeah. This it's is like, this is your first time even meeting them. Let alone right. Like, getting in, diving into all this, all this shit. Right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I missed this experience and it's like, it's made me, like you said, appreciate it so much more. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know? Well, that's, yeah, man, I can relate to that fully too. Cause that's like the workload of dropping an album. No one, no one tells you what that's like. <laughs> you know? I tweeted the other day. I was like, any of you guys that have dropped a whole album, like fucking good for you. Dude. <laughs> this, shit is, this shit was a lot. And it's yeah. not even really what you think. Like the actual producing of the album was like 50 percent of the of the workload right and then you know as as a producer that tries to stand on their own two feet on in the artist game which you don't have a lot because it's a lot harder right then you got to rely on you got to lean on artists for features and stuff like that which my friends made it a lot easier like thank god the I had the people to work with that I did right. for this project. Cause like rain, Alec, Ingrid specifically are all just like super easy to work with. They're all super professional and they're all just so fire. They're yeah. so talented. Yeah. All of them that like, 
once I have the beat and I can get it in their hands, yeah, that's pretty much the end. Of what yeah, I, do. I mean they're they're very trustworthy, very driven people, yeah. and like you said, they all when it comes to business, they are they very professional. Yeah, like they're great friends. Like I'm privileged to call them friends. But when it comes to the business side of things, like yeah, you said, I mean, it's all about the professionalism exactly. at that point. And the only that's person, what I respect. Yeah, like me and Rain always have a good time when we're in the studio. Uh, me and Ingrid have never linked in the studio. We did this collab virtually. Mm-hmm. But it, was, it was a good time. And when me and Alec, he records, <laughs> he recorded the show on his own. But like yeah. when me and him chill, it's just that we just fuck off. You know? <laughs> yeah. there's, there's no business whatsoever going yeah. down with me and Alec chill. The only thing that's going down is a fucking 30 rack of Budweiser's. <laughs> but, um, so, shit, what was I saying? Oh, so, yeah, I had to, you know, um, I wanted to do all of the, the post mixing and stuff on my own, too. I didn't want to rely on other engineers because mm-hmm. that's something that I don't have a lot of experience in. The only way that I'm going to learn is to do, do it. it myself and right. what better way to do it than on my own project yep and it's quarantine yeah exactly. you got time <laughs> so i did uh, a lot of research i mixed all of the uh all of the vocals into all the tracks myself and um i think it turned out really well yeah and uh that was honestly the mixing the vocals of those three tracks was as much work as producing all eight of the tracks dude <laughs> just because i had no idea what i'm doing like if cam or someone sees this yeah he would probably fucking laugh at me <laughs> he's a god engineer you know he sat in the night that we made bliss on yeah. Rain's album i watched him engineer this shit and he's on his computer like looking like a fucking hacker in a 90s movie just like <laughs> just moving shit all over the place like going nuts yeah but me i'm sitting there like i have to look up a youtube video of where to put every like on your you got thing. one on your phone <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you're looking up at the screen like yeah. crap it went too far i gotta exactly. rewind <laughs> so i'm to for what would take cam like 30 seconds or like a reg or you know uh what's that dude's name jl um it took me like hours <laughs> so uh yeah, but that was good. That was a great learning experience. I'm glad because now I am pretty confident in that and I have that in my good. skill set too. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just the, I guess like the, the final, the last step of that creative process that was really tedious was like, you know, picking the final tracks, picking yeah. the order they're in, um, coming up with some cover art, figuring out who's going to do the cover art and, you know, like mm-hmm. all of that shit. And it was just... That's why I want to say, like, they don't tell you what you're getting into when you make an album. I thought I was yeah. just going to, like, produce a bunch of songs on my laptop and, and then drop it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even close. Yeah. I mean, and then you still have the whole marketing aspect. Yeah. Which I haven't even dived in, dove into that yet. That's like, I'm waiting until the, the shit is out. <laughs> yeah. Because that is, I could do as much work, if not more, on the marketing and the promo as i did on making the album yeah so i don't even want to think about that yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll start with that in a week you know? <laughs> but i do i i've started to come up with a little plan and stuff i think i'm yeah you know, i got an idea of what i'm gonna do but, good well i mean yeah. hey you know you know that's what i do so yeah, I know. <laughs> that's why i'm here baby. <laughs> um yeah. well i think this is a good point to like play some music and uh, like kind of yeah. introduce the the album so what is the official name of the album? Simulation. And okay. it is spelled S-I-M-Y-O-U-Lation. Gotcha. And um, why? What's, 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 why is know, it spelled the way it's spelled? Well, so uh, I, I've always thought that this is going to sound so fucking stupid, but you, I heard the, the, the podcast about Joe Rogan and Elon Musk, Musk talking about simulation. Like, the simulation yeah. theory. And not like those two dudes specifically sold me on it, but then I just was sitting there thinking about it. I was like, dude, Jesus Christ, this really all could just be like <laughs> a simulation built around you. Yeah. And that was yeah, it's user like, generated. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. a user generated so simulation. Yeah. You know? Okay. Uh, I thought that's what you were getting at. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's pretty much exactly what it is. And this it, it works perfectly because this album is like, you know, any artist would say that their album is you can see the, the world or you can see the universe through their eyes, through their ears. So this is like 
my simulation. Yeah. You know, this is what so I'm living in. So explain to me a little bit of the cover art here. Oh, so yes. what's going on? I love the cover art, man. So um, that's me sitting in a chair, obviously. <laughs> the mask that I'm wearing. Is that a toilet or is that a chair? It is, no, I'll show you here. It is this oh, okay. hand chair. The hand chair. Yeah, okay. from, from B sides. Gotcha. Um, this mask was created by Annika. Okay. I mean, for people that are listening, know her better as Oh Baby. It is so sick. It's just so trippy. Like the yeah. dripping eyes and stuff are just, I love it. I, I, uh, I hit her up last summer. It was like, this was back, like I was saying, when I was talking about the album before I was even ready to. You know, <laughs> I hit her up in like June and it was like, yo, I'm going to do an album at some point. I have an idea. Like, I want you to make a mask for it, blah, blah, blah. And Annika is another one who's super professional. So if you yeah. hit her up with like a business inquiry, she like wants you to get back to her. Right. <laughs> so I hit her up. It was like, yeah, I want this mask at some point. And like two months had gone by and she was like, what's up? Do you want this fucking mask or not? Yeah. So I finally, yeah, I went down and grabbed it. And uh, I was so, I was so hyped to see how it turned out. Like I could not be happier with that. And then it just sat in my room for like, eight months until I was ready to shoot the cover. Yeah. And so I knew what the vision was going to be. And then I hit up Alec and uh, it wasn't like, I didn't need anything crazy. I just wanted like a shot of me in the street. I knew that. Yeah. And we just took a couple of shots around Lawrence or not Lawrenceville, Millville. And uh, that's the one. So the picture was shot by Anna or by Alec. The mask is by Annika. The outfit that I'm wearing is actually by Alec too. They're all B-sides um, items. Yeah. And then I did the ending and the framing and all that shit myself. Awesome. So, yeah. That looks really good. And this, if we can take a quick little side tangent, I have like yeah. a little contingency here. So yeah. look at like the format here of this one. Okay. If we go to my... can't believe that anyone actually uses Yahoo as a search engine. Dude, I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> everyone, everyone has said something about that every single time I've ever, I've ever pulled that up. Um, this was my first uh, EP. Oh, So it's okay. in the same format. Yeah. And uh, that's why, like, the, even down to the double graphics yeah, and right. stuff, you know, like, and the red and blue lighting and all that yeah. shit, so... I yeah, like I it. wanted it to be, I wanted to have some continuity there. But yeah, that's pretty much my like theme, you know? Yeah. Um, go, to the, go to the one with the, all the tracks on it. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then for the back, it's the exact same shot, same chair, just without yeah. me in it. And that's... I like yeah. the little wave down below. Yeah, it's just <laughs> a little, I literally took like the, uh, like the paintbrush cursor and just went... Yeah. Sh 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 <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, man. I get a very like Quentin Tarantino end credits scene vibe from the, yeah. the back here, which I dig. Dude, I love the red version of the chair. Yeah, right? So like very trippy. This yeah, is, very prominent. But then I yeah. like how the blue is just like faintly there. Yeah, exactly. You know, That's like, why you can see it even better here on the first. The right. blue looks like a little ghost in the background. Yeah, and it's like not much detail, yeah. whereas the red has the just red like almost or... all the detail. Yeah. You know, it's like the the red or the green or I'm sorry, the blue is like the soul, and then the red is like the physical body, and then the middle it's like the two yeah, meeting man, together. Just all the different, all the different versions of oneself that make yeah. up the whole. You know. Yeah. Yeah which I didn't even think that deeply into it, but it makes a lot of sense. I just put that, I just did that effect and I was like, oh, that looks sick. <laughs> but, hey, uh, it's the it's the English guy in me coming out. Right, yeah. Digging deep, digging deep. <laughs> what did they mean by the curtains were blue? Yeah. <laughs> like, shit like that. Yeah, man, but yeah, that was another one of those like little tedious things that was just kind of a, uh, more than I expected it to be was making the cover art yeah. coming up with all of this, but yeah. No, dude, it, it, it looks it looks really good. Hell yeah. It Glad looks really it. good. Because it definitely is not professionally made at all. It's literally just <laughs> me and my laptop with some software, you know? <laughs> so Canva. Yeah, For all Canva. those of you out Canva. there. Canva.com. 
<laughs> shout, <laughs> shout out. out. <laughs> Allow me to pursue my dreams freely. Swear. Yeah. <laughs> no, but this looks really good, man. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I, and I think it really encapsulates the whole project too, and the vibe that you're getting with. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's go ahead. Let's let's play some music. Let's yeah. Yeah. For sure. So the pops. The pops just finished their bands, so I think they're they're a little they're tired. Hear some. Yeah. Hear some jams. You want to hear some? Some hear some jams? All right. So let's start with uh. Let's start with that because we were talking about the guesses track earlier. Um. So I can show you. Um, we can edit that. <laughs> Here, I, I can control the volume. You're good now. Yeah, restart, you can edit and whatnot. <laughs> Um, yeah. You can turn all the way up on this. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, like I said, this track was very, actually, um, most of the tracks on here were the kind of creative process where it feels like it's coming from you from somewhere else. Yeah. Because it's just doing one thing that works and the next thing that works perfectly with it and it's all, it's all works together so well. Yeah. This is definitely the most perfect example of that. Now, like I said, I think because where we start with translucent, like exactly kind of just like the motto that we use in, in English class to look at a novel, right? right? It's like you start off here with just like the intro, the beginning level, right? With translucent, then you're riding up. And then, like I said, I feel like guesses is your climax point where it really one just kind of the reason I say it is because it encapsulates this whole part of like this journey that you're going on while you listen to the track. Yeah. You know, and I feel like it's that turning point where you go from that like very kind of somber, very just yeah. like wavy vibe to all of a sudden like, all right, now let's infuse this with some energy. Let's pick this up. Let's head yeah. more into like by the end of the album, I feel like I'm in a sweaty basement in yeah. South O, like yeah. drenched. Yeah, like dude, that's crazy. <laughs> that, is, that is literally exactly what I have. My homie Dan plays guitar. Yeah, guitar solo at the end. He rips that. He literally used the exact same terminology to describe that song. <laughs> but no, yeah, there's not there's not like a title track on the album, but yeah. if there was, it would probably be that for sure. What's that? Guesses. Um, guesses, be, yeah. Because it definitely does just encapsulate the whole vibe and it uh, sums up the the journey. You right. Know? Um yeah, definitely, definitely one of my favorite ones on there. It's a, it's a hard hitter for sure. Um my my next one here. I'm gonna do yeah, we're gonna we're gonna stick with this. So this one um has this is the one with Ingrid on it. I made this beat one night, just like super, super late night. Yeah. Like two, three in the morning. And uh I think once I made this track, A, I knew off the rip that this would be the intro. It has such a like gradual yep. build up kind of thing. Yeah, every it's very Warming, very inviting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because um, you don't want to hit too hard up front. Right. You know what I mean? Like but it's then like when it drops, it does right. Bang. Um, but yeah, I was even just gonna leave it as an instrumental. But I had been like kind of bugging Ingrid to collab for a while. <laughs> so that was another one where she was like, "You want to collab? Let's just let's just do it." Yeah. yeah. So I sent her this track. Did the people that you collab with, did they master, like, did they send you back, like, complete, and that was it? Or did you um, then also have to... I actually asked everyone to just send me their raw vocals so that I could do all the mixing and shit on my own. Um, yeah. As far as the mastering, you know, that's all the post-process, and Alec actually helped me do the final masters right. just the other day. And, um... <laughs> um but yeah like i said i wanted to do all the mixing and shit myself so yeah all of the 
the reverbs and the pans and the chops and all that shit. Like mm-hmm. that's why it took me so long because I had to I had to basically relearn how to produce but with vocals instead of beats. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. Was it difficult? Definitely took a while. Wasn't mm-hmm. difficult, but it was time consuming. Yeah. Know? Tedious. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. What did we say the next one was going to be? I forget entirely. Mahog. Are we going to do that one? Yeah. Or was it going to be hallucinating? Either one. Either one. I think. I'm going to save. I'm going to save Mojave for they. They got to hear it on the album because that's like the big grand finale. Yeah. You know. So let's I agree. So this one I like to use an ex- as an example here because it shows uh, some range from what we just heard. Um, so like we were saying earlier, it starts with you know that kind of super wavy mellowed out yeah uh, almost like edm trappy feel yeah but then the last three tracks here are hallucinations gelification and uh which are all just like fucking fucking house beats see you know what i get from hallucinations like i feel like it's like the like an intro in the movie right like a like a like a party movie right just like like grainy film and like you're just like walking through like house right now and you see like people with like red solo cups just kind of dancing yeah, and then you got like the, like yeah the and then you got like party. lights just kind of yeah. well this was another one actually uh i think i made this one on a fucking insomnia vendor <laughs> i just could not sleep at all and uh, it was like day two of not being able to sleep and it was like five months this one too because it's not as bumpy as it's more of a it's a smooth vibe yeah it's a good middle ground between those two yeah like jally comes on and it's just like in your yeah yeah exactly and then this kind of like gives you a chance to like all right like now we're just like grooving again and then mojave comes back back on the thing about mojave too is it starts out as this kind of like super mellow yeah. vibey shit, but then by the second drop in the outro, it's like just banging in your face. I've already played with <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, those would be, those are a good three for, uh, for like preview purposes, but my favorite that we were talking about earlier is definitely still Afterglow. Yeah, That's I loved just, Afterglow. Uh, it, like I said, uh, Afterglow gave me that that effect like when you're underwater and just like fucking around and like you're going like this with your hand you yeah. can feel like the vibration coming along. yeah hell yeah and then at the one point where it actually drops and you just have like it sounds like somebody's just like screaming underwater, underwater yeah. and like that like effect that the voice like the vibration caused like from Dude, your vocal so cords crazy. like yeah. going out like hearing that description for it like blows my mind <laughs> i don't think about that shit nearly that deep you know what i mean yeah all the, well, the other thing too that's so cool about all this is so if we could take a like a veer off course real yeah. quick i started making music like this because you familiar with odessa mm-hmm. so um when i was like 14 or 15 i heard their song my friends never die okay for the first time which i don't know if you've ever heard that song it is an absolute banger um and I remember up until that point, I was just listening to like Kanye and Lil Wayne and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I didn't even know that this genre existed, existed at all. Yeah. And then for whatever reason, my Spotify decided to play My Friends Never Die by Odez on shuffle while I was on some radio station. And I was like, dude, what the <laughs> hell am I even <laughs> And that's, I love making music where as you're listening to it the first few times you don't even understand yeah. what you're hearing or right. like how it was made or, or anything like that you know it's just a complete curveball from anything that you expected or that you've heard before yeah um and that was when like i remember hearing that song and immediately i was like i want to make music like this someday and that's when this journey all started but um another crazy thing about that is that it's not that because I did, I had to, 
essentially teach myself how to do that for so long. Right. Because there's no one in Pittsburgh that does this kind of shit. Right. No one is doing, and I'm not trying to sound cocky, nobody is making that kind of like... Style. Yeah, yeah no. I mean, it's not It's yeah. not being cocky. It's just literally pointing out yeah, where a, we are as a music scene. Yeah, there's definitely a few other producers that dabble in EDM and house and stuff. Again, like I said, I'm not going to name any names because I don't want to start shit. But none of y'all are doing it like me that's, that's, <laughs> uh, that, that's where i will get a little cocky is as far as the edm shit goes around here no one's doing it like me yeah but um yeah honestly though but it's kind of like there's a drawback to it too a little bit that there's where, no scene whatsoever yeah because <laughs> like no, you're no. you're you're essentially a big fish in a small pond yeah it sucks and it's like <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like if there was somebody, if there was like a handful of other people out there who were like at your level or just like existed entirely, like at all, really. Yeah. Just like, I feel like it would really just like drive the scene to expand and actually like create a foothold here. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, because I, mean, that, that's, I feel like it's, we're still a little ways. Like, Pittsburgh is years yeah. behind, bro. Pittsburgh yeah. is 10 years like, behind every other major music city. Yeah. And we're, I'm not saying we're a major music city, but like, no, as far we're as not. No. As far as the grand scheme, we are about a decade behind. Yeah, you know? no, I agree. But, and, um, you know, I think a lot of it is because of, like, a little bit of that ignorance towards, like, change here. Yeah, I don't know what it is about Pittsburgh, man. I had, I've had a really weird experience being involved in the Pittsburgh music scene. It's very, like... Clicky. Super clicky, and I've only met a handful of artists that actually are trying to support each other and put each other on everyone in the city not, not everyone that's that's too much but so many people in the city so many artists in the city before they're before even one person acknowledges their music thinks that they're like the next fucking Wiz Khalifa or something you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. like everyone walks I think it's because city. everyone's so desperate to get out of it where it's just like it becomes a mentality of like and you know maybe, i gotta get there first maybe but you know it's what toxic I mean? as shit it is then if you if you have that mentality before and that's why i i gotta give rain props for this like that dude supports everyone more than any other artist i've ever met like yeah. he's so fucking wholesome and um but that's where it gets toxic is like if you have that that superstar mentality before anyone even knows your name then no one's going to give a shit who you are because they're just going to like, oh, who's this douche? Right. You know, like this kid's just so full of himself and the music's <laughs> not even that good. Like, right. I'm not talking about anyone in particular here, but um, I've just seen a lot of that sort of mentality now. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, it's starting to come around a little bit with people like Rain being on the forefront of the music scene around here now. And uh, like Stoney is actually really good about you know, being involved in the community too. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, man, I think, I think that's what it's going to take though, is having like a, a smaller group of artists that really do help and support the, each other and everyone around them. And then that's right. going to be what elevates everybody up. Yeah. You got to set the standard, the yeah, new standard. Exactly, exactly. You know, and it, it takes a while for that to become accepted and then for other people to start falling in. But yeah. I think it's like you said, it's starting now and it's better late than never. Right. Yeah. But I do like now too, that the, uh, the scene, it, it's weird to even call it a scene because it's like, it's not it's, even yeah, it's a like scene. 15 people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but it's, it's much more diverse than just like trap rappers now. Cause like, like RIP WAPO, but when WAPO was blowing up and shortly after his death, I swear, like, all you heard was that drilled Pittsburgh City type trap shit mm -hmm. for a while, which was sick. Like, he left his mark on the city hard, but it was already done. So, like, all of these artists that were trying to do the same thing that he did, like, you got to realize that you can't do something that's already been right. done and expect the same results. Right. So now there's a lot more diversity. There's a lot more different genres of music that are represented in the uh the frame of Pittsburgh music and i think that that gives everyone in the long run a much better chance because you're reaching more different demographics right and, instead of just focusing on like the you know the city kids that just want to bump trap music right you know? yeah but yeah i don't know it's it's it definitely is different now from um what i was referring to earlier where it was like 
that more toxic side was back when I was like 17, 18, 19 years old. So it's not as bad now for sure, mm-hmm. but it definitely was just unbearable yeah. for a while. That's why I dipped off and wanted to become a like standalone producer because mm-hmm. I couldn't fucking bear trying to maneuver the scene right. like that with all those kinds of people. Yeah. So I just. So- at this point, what with the tracks that you have left over, what what do you plan on doing with them? Are they just gonna get stored away for a little bit? No, or? that's I mean the good thing about this is like I was saying, it was like an ever evolving thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that the songs that I have were gonna be the final ones. So even these next songs, like I don't I don't know what's gonna happen with them. There's a handful that I definitely want to drop as singles over the summer. Yeah um so i have to keep riding the wave yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) keep surfing i i have the next like two or three releases planned but it's not gonna be for like a couple months i probably yeah i probably won't even do it till like more towards the end of summer yeah but um just because i gotta focus on on this this, right um but i definitely do like it's having these leftover tracks give me the uh the opportunity to make a plan ahead of time but you know, as a creative, you're always making new shit anyway. So who knows? I might make something tomorrow that I'm like, wow, this is the best song I've ever made. And, <laughs> and then I want to drop it in like a month or something. Yeah. It's like a little bonus track. So yeah, I don't know. Because I know we it. talked about a deluxe version before. Are you still thinking yeah. down that I path? Or I, I kind of doing I, like kind of like what Rain did with the Plutonic playlist. Right. Yeah. That actually, that actually might not be a bad idea. I don't, I just don't know. Honestly, I think I'm going to leave this as it is. Yeah. The deluxe was an idea that I floated simply because I couldn't at one point in time, I couldn't narrow it down down enough. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, okay, I'll do these ones now. And then, you know, if they don't hit the way that I want them to, then I can do a 12 track deluxe at some point Mm -hmm. and, and show like the whole thing. But with the final product that I have, I think, I think it is complete. Yeah, I, think I really think it is. Enough, I, I think so too. To continue it. That's one right? thing Mish and I talked about in the car ride home. Like after we got done listening to, it. we ran it through once. Like we just went one after another. Yeah. We would take like a little bit of time in between, and just like talk about the song, what we thought about it, right. and like what experience we had. And then at the end of the album, we were like, "I'm satisfied." Like I don't like. Yeah, it's not that I don't want to hear more. It's like no, like that was it was complete. Like I don't feel like I'm left, like wondering. All right, like what's next? What's next? Yeah, cliffhanger. Right. It was like it was a very like. It had a plot. Your album has a plot essentially. (laughs) It has a beginning. It has the middle. It has the end, and that's it. Yeah, like that's that's all you need. Probably why I won't like once this is done. I'm just gonna leave that. Leave it at that. Yeah, so I don't need to. So I think that this, the songs that I was gonna use for deluxe, mm-hmm. I'll probably, I have a, a brand new concept in mind for an, an, like a follow up EP okay. that has a very specific sound, and all of the tracks are like one very specific genre. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might do something like that. I might just drop a couple singles. You know, I don't know, but it's down the road. Either way, I'm not gonna be doing any more shit until. Like I said, midsummer or the end of summer, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, hey, my friend, thank you for stopping by the yeah, stoop man. today. It's a pleasure to be here. It was this is awesome. Glad to be back. It is glad. Like I said, you know, this we both you deserve a break now. Yeah. I took my break. I'm back. Yeah. I'm rejuvenated. I can tell you're you're worn. I'm exhausted. You're a little worn. Well, maybe maybe that has something to do with Eric's last night. Weekend. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's honestly the this process and just like being able to communicate with you along the way and seeing where you were at different points in time and where you've ended up has definitely when I got to listen to it yesterday, I was just, I was so genuinely proud of you and just so like happy for you. And just like, I was like, my boy like created a fucking masterpiece. Like, (laughs) like it was just like, I I just felt so like, I just felt so whole, like whole for you. And I'm just so excited to see, you now reap that harvest. Yeah. Well, that's know? already like, I don't give a fuck if no one listens to this as long as like one person thinks that it, if it touches one person and they like 
and it resonates with them. And I already did that. Yeah. So thank you. Like, <laughs> now, honestly, it can drop and it could get zero streams. <laughs> but it won't. But it won't. Because <laughs> I know you guys are going to go out there, go like, share, subscribe, do all the things that you know us creators need in order to provide you with future creations really honestly you know make sure as always tune into our instagram page at legends of the stoop colby dot wave please go ahead i'm uh i'm retiring so (laughs) stream it (laughs) all right everyone thank you again for stopping by the stoop make sure to tune into our website at www.legendsofthestoop.com for all of our episodes services and make sure to stay tuned like i said big changes coming soon make sure to tune into the social media pages in order to catch that information. Until next time, I am your host, Mike Pernice, signing off. We're the legends of the stoop. We're here to advocate, educate, and inspire society. Coming at you live from the South Side. Make sure to tune into our website at www.legendsofthestoop.com. Use the hashtag on all social platforms. (laughs) Hashtag stupid. Legends. We the legends of the store. Coming at you live. Right here in Southside. www.legendsofthestoop.com.